0: Welcome to ROH Strong Podcast. Here is your host, Kevin Eck.
1: What's up, Honor Nation? Thanks for joining me for episode five of the ROH Strong Podcast, the official podcast of Ring of Honor Wrestling. I am doubly excited for this episode because we have not one, but two fabulous, and I do mean fabulous, guests. One is from the planet Peacock, The other is so prestigious. It's Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry. Gentlemen, welcome to the show.
2: Thank you, thank you for having us.
0: Say his name and he appears. I believe in Joe Hendry. I believe in Joe Hendry. Thank you. Glad to be here. Glad to be here.
2: Should I correct him, Joe? Does I was born in Rochester, New York. I,
0: I'm from Earth. <laughs> okay. I, I I think that's part of the magic. I think you've just kind of pulled back the curtain too much there.
2: Oh, you think so? Oh, I think I'm so. a space alien. There you go. Woo! Planet Peacock, I guess, is, is a state of mind. Is that what you're it's trying to say? It's, it's, it's more of a. Uh, A state of mind. You're right. Okay. All right.
1: All right. Well, I I usually start off this show by asking what my guests are doing during quarantine. What are they doing to stay busy? But Joe, first off with you, I think the question is, what haven't you been doing? Because I know you're contributing to the honor post blog on ROHwrestling.com. You have a weekly YouTube feature titled Joe versus in which you compete against members of the ROH roster in their specialty. And you're also doing song parodies that have literally gotten millions of views. Did I leave anything out?
0: Um, I, thank you for uh, putting me over there. I appreciate that. Um, honestly, I am working like twice as hard now <laughs> than I was before we were at, we were working. I don't know how that happened, but only I can fill up my schedule. Uh, but no, I'm really enjoying it. People seem to be uh, responding well. And I've, I've really, it's, It's a great feeling when you kind of put stuff out there and you see the little comments of people going like, oh, I really look forward to these. That made my day type thing. So that's kind of been fueling the fire with getting these going. Um, Just trying to, you know, do our bit. And um, I think I'm going to take a break for a few days though because I've been going hard for, you know, about a month now and I need to take a second to relax because I think like when you're putting out content nonstop, if really all you're doing is like editing your own stuff, you kind of lose a bit of perspective about what, People are kind of thinking and feeling and stuff like that in, like, pop culture. So my plan this week is just – I've submitted my third episode of Joe Versus. It was a donut-eating contest, and it was horrific. Uh, I had to eat 12 original glazed Krispy Kreme donuts in under uh, five minutes. It was terrible, but hopefully the viewers enjoy it. So, yeah, I'm going to uh, take it easy this week. Who was this competition against? Um, It was against Slex.
2: Yeah. Slex loves donuts. The guy, I've never seen him without a sweet in his mouth. Yeah. yeah. This is actually, this is heartbreaking to, to learn this, Joe, because what I've been doing is been spending all my time watching your videos. I get up in the morning, I'll watch a music video and then I'll watch a, another like, short parody uh, right before lunch. Uh, usually I take a break between lunch and dinner, but after I eat supper, yeah, then it's Joe videos until I fall asleep.
0: And that's a lot of pressure. I need to keep up the the consistency and the volume to make sure that Dalton has enough things to keep him occupied. Because as you saw in one of the videos he posted, when we were in Vegas, if Dalton isn't occupied, you know it becomes problematic. So yeah,
2: I get bored very very quickly, and if yes. I'm bored, uh, boy do I get cranky. And there's no nap, no nap can settle my level of crankiness. So Joe, I don't know what I'm
0: gonna do. <laughs> yeah, naps are of critical importance to any. Um, well-functioning tag team, you know. It's just it's facts.
1: I think once you get to a certain age, no matter whether you're a wrestler or not, naps are important. Like when you're a kid, you'll do anything to fight the nap. But I notice as I've gotten older, man, I give anything for that nap in the middle of the day.
2: Where do you draw the line with age? Where 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 does the nap kind of come into hand here?
1: I think by the time I hit forty, that's when I really decided a nap
2: would be beneficial. Forty, <sighs> yeah. I was I napping in high school. I remember in high school, I would, take a, I would take a class that was fairly easy just because I knew I would I'd need a nap somewhere in between uh, lunch and the, the, the afternoon bus. <laughs>
1: well, as you said, you didn't want to be cranky. So, uh, but let me ask you this, Dalton. Uh, you said you've been watching Joe's videos, but I also know that you've been doing your Planet Peacock videos. And I saw an enthralling staring contest recently between you and Matt Taven. What's the story behind that?
2: We were uh, we were talking video conferencing, and uh, you didn't see the whole back end of it, but there was a long argument about who who was the uh, the more polite. Uh, we were discussing how we've gone to restaurants and who tips better. It, it kind of escalated from there. Uh, people made fun of others' hair. Some made fun of others' outfits, and then it got to the point where who has the icier stare and uh it just kind of went on from there you only saw two rounds of the fight but yeah uh, it it lasted a long time it was it was kind of like that end of rocky 2 huh. where apollo creed and rocky go down to the uh, the basement and they have slug it out you don't get to see the finish
0: but yeah it was it was a brutal staring contest well, I have you to say didn't. that's a tough call over, you know, who's nicest between the two of you. I know I'm probably biased, but that's one thing I have like genuinely noticed about Ring of Honor is like coming through uh, Scottish and British wrestling. It's like you're always kind of looking over your shoulder. There's always people trying to tear you down and, you know, there's backstabbing going on. And, uh, you know, when I first came into the Ring of Honor, I was waiting for it. And I was like, these guys are actually really cool. What's going on? What's the catch? It's
2: but, the yeah, long
0: con We're we're just... Yeah. You're waiting for the big payoff.
2: Yeah. The trick is to pretend to be nice for about seven to eight years and then you make your move. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, Dalton, you are playing the long game. But, hey, I have to ask, you mentioned hair, a hair contest. I've always been amazed. Your hair is is immaculate. I think you you came in to ROH. It Mm -hmm. was like a little bit over your ears, but not really. Now it's long and beautiful. Have you been able to get a haircut
2: during quarantine?
1: Do you even want a haircut?
2: Why would I? Yeah, first off, of it's about time someone brought the attention to my hair that is deserved. I mean, Henry, Henry's got a handsome head of hair there. It's not quite as long, which is, I think, why we get along pretty good, right? Uh, yeah, we don't step overshadow. on each other's
0: toes. I just, yeah. he's got the hair thing covered, you know?
1: Taven yeah. hair. since you brought it up, it's it's sort of in like a transitional phase now, isn't it? It's a little, it's, it's kind of like still the Mohawk, but there's like a little curly cue thing. What,
2: what's What's going on, Dalton? Oh, uh, Taven has been slowly transitioning into a pineapple.
0: <laughs> but I like well, it because pineapple is a delicious fruit. I love it how a lot of these podcasts are like, shoot interview, find out the real story. And then we're just like, he looks like a pineapple.
2: <laughs> oh, yeah. The he- is the clickbait head- headline going to be Joe Henry and Dalton Castle? Unleash <laughs> on, on Taven's hair. <laughs> I- I'm I'm insulted that you think we
1: use clickbait headlines. I'm a respected journalist, guys. Come on. Yeah. Clickbait here. Then you don't you read at the bottom of the X files what my journalistic credentials are? I
0: don't, did I don't, read don't that the other day actually. Just out. the other day I read that. Okay.
2: I okay, this is probably a good place to do this. Um, oh. I can't read. <laughs> I I know how to sound out words and stuff, but when I look at the pages or the the letters they're just all doing a dance yeah there's a
0: lot going on there's a lot to take in Well if
2: kevin if you could just read your ECK files to me right now then i could understand the joke
1: i see nope, uh, go on maybe we'll save that for another episode
2: i've got time <laughs> i'm sure you do joe you got time the I could read time you in the
0: look, world. what
1: it says at the bottom of the, of the X-Files, which is that I am, uh, I'm going to paraphrase here, but it okay. says that I am a, a veteran pro wrestling journalist who has worked for WWE, WCW, the Baltimore Sun, and now for Ring of Honor. Now, that is impressive. Would you, would you not agree?
2: You hear this laugh? That man worked for so many acronyms. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: All right. Let's move on. I have to
1: ask the two of you, because I know you're close. You guys have have worked closely together before this quarantine. But I've never never been more
2: physically apart than ever right
1: now. That's what I'm going to ask. For guys that were so close, how hard is it to be away from each other all this time? I mean, is there separation anxiety? What's going on?
0: I, I personally think it's like the timing was the worst for me. Because I feel like we were, I feel like at the start we were like, you know, two singles wrestlers put together and we were like you know kind of focusing on our own thing as part of this and then we started to really get into our groove as a tag team and I really felt we we're rocking and rolling and we were going to have this match with the Briscoes and I just my gut instinct was like we are just gonna after this match like I don't know why I just had it in my head that this match was going to elevate us to a whole other level and that was supposed to take place in Vegas when everything went down and I literally got on the plane and you know things were okay they weren't normal because obviously like this was going on there was speculation but the shows were still happening when I got on the plane and when I got off the plane I turned around and uh, Mark and Vicky Haskins just shouted over and they're like yeah the shows are cancelled and I was like what and yeah so timing wise I wish we'd have got that match in but you know there's bigger things going on uh, safety is paramount of course so totally understandable but just it was a bit of frustration. I really felt – I don't know about you, Dalton, but I thought we were going to take it to the next level with that one.
2: I couldn't agree with you more, Joe. I feel like that's when we were finally starting to click. We we were understanding each other. We were t- communicating a lot better. We had moves. We had, yeah. we had mm-hmm. team moves. That Multiple we were gonna knees. Do. Multiple so many knees. knees. The summer knees make oh, me love feel it. fine.
0: <laughs> summer knees.
2: <laughs> and – and here we are about to just change the world and take down the Briscoes. And uh, unfortunately, we never had that chance. But like, uh, I guess in a, in, a, in a kind of a hindsight, uh, if we're looking at the, a positive end here, at least it's like a global pandemic. So we can immediately forget about the sorrows of not being able to smash the Briscoes in Las Vegas and instantly focus on something more important. So I, I'm looking at silver linings there.
1: You know, you know what I think. The one thing that's really keeping you guys from, from absolute greatness.
2: Oh, I know what it is. The Atlantic Ocean <laughs> between us. <laughs> very good, dog. That is could that is could very, be could there, be. There are actually two things then.
0: That's, Carry on, Kevin.
1: The second thing I think is every great tag team needs a name. Have you guys given any thought? Like, like you've got Believe two guys it or not. one tag,
2: two guys one tag. Great name. That's a terrible name.
0: Why? Why it's is that filthy. a good name? Why is that a good name? It's Kevin? really just facts. That's all it is. Yeah. Kevin, why is that a good name?
2: Uh, Honestly, seen... I think they're liars, too. How many times do they tag in and out? Multiple times.
0: <laughs> no, no, I no, don't. I want Kevin to explain why that's such a good name. Oh, I, yeah, I've heard.
1: I've heard. You've, you've heard. Yeah. Uh-huh. It's a takeoff of oh, yeah, a huh? video that I haven't seen.
0: Oh, oh right.
1: What, what kind of video? Like yeah. a, a, a film noir from France? I I believe it's um very experimental
2: um yeah that's all I know about it what what kind of origin is it a short is it a long <laughs> video is it a film per,
0: per kevin he's going to have to spend 45 minutes editing this out
1: exactly now. um i don't know maybe you guys can do a little google search look it up
0: and no can- we we don't we don't know about that stuff that's okay. just
2: with yeah. the best of your ability since you can't really describe it just make the sounds sound effects with your mouth what you think happens in that oh, video
0: that's, that's too far that's, yeah, that's too far that's, I, have you,
1: did you not hear earlier that I'm a legitimate journalist I will not do such a thing mm. yeah but let me get back to the tag team name now I got a couple suggestions I think the most obvious one is the world's most entertaining tag team what's wrong with that
2: well I think our entertainment value extends beyond the world
0: yeah He's a space alien. He made that very clear.
2: Very clear. It's the first thing I said when we got on the microphone. Right.
0: I should have been paying attention. All right. I got another team name for I, you. Okay. Go another for one.
1: It. Check this out The Obscenely Prestigious Peacocks, or OPP for short. So tell me, are you down with OPP?
0: What, what else does OPP stand for? Am I missing something here?
1: Yeah. I tried to make a naughty by nature
2: joke, but I don't think either one of you got it. Oh, what, what, what? Why? That's a song they have there. Yeah,
0: you're down with OPP. Yeah, you know uh, me.
2: So, what does OPP in the song stand for? I have no idea. No, no idea at all.
0: Nope. I genuinely uh, don't know what we're talking about here.
2: <laughs> hmm. All right. Maybe why don't we? No, no. Let's get online. Let's yeah. research this, Kevin. You look it up and you read the results to us. No, no, I can't do that.
0: Do you know? I actually have like music software. I could do like a drum roll after jokes like that. I actually could do the. Have a laugh
2: track. We should probably have a laugh track.
0: I could do that too. No problem.
2: What's the point of having a laugh track if there's no jokes happening? Oh. I see where this is going.
0: This is just becoming. We're just picking on Kevin. Do we just become like those high school bullies now that we we can't tag with each other?
1: I thought you
2: were nice guys, and this was going to be a nice, entertaining podcast. I see where You started making fun of our friend's hair, and he's not even here to defend himself. So now we're. Dalton, do you
0: remember we did discuss a particular finishing move? I have it here in our conversation. Do we want to reveal this now, or do we wait till a later date?
2: Well, we yeah we had a finishing move name, but we don't have a team name, and I think a team. name... Oh yeah, no, you're right. Yeah. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. Yeah. Should we do well? What do you do? You want to hear our team, our finishing team name move?
1: Yeah, let's uh, let's have the scoop here. Is okay. that what you
2: call it? A finishing team name move? <laughs> a finishing team name move. Shorten it to finisher. F T <laughs> never really. I always. We need never, more acronyms. I've always watched wrestling with with mute so i have no idea what the announcer says when the tag team hits their move. there you have
0: it it should just be the finishing team name move boom well, what, um, so we did there were people calling it the crescendo which we liked that but the issue with that is we feel like that might have been a move somewhere before someone's definitely of, got that yeah it's at least four it, it's people. like it's too good for it not to be so we just thought well dalton made the suggestion of the move formerly known as the finishing move presented by dalton castle and joe hendry now known as the crescendo but we're thinking of changing it so it's a whole it leaves it open it leaves it open
2: okay write it down i'm writing it down
1: let's get back to this team name for a second though are you thinking about a team name or do you want to be the one team that doesn't have a team name which thereby makes you unique i'd like some more suggestions actually yeah
0: we should have something to be honest i can't think of anything like awesome so it should be so bad that it's amazing like a tag team or the tag team or just something like that
2: that made me laugh i refuse to come up with the tag team name until the covid19 <laughs> virus is taken care of
1: <laughs> all right well we will talk about uh well actually we're done talking about tag team names but there's plenty more to talk about on this podcast we're gonna take you a- know you had a
2: good one do you have one did you have any written down
1: me? No. I gave you my best one, obscenely prestigious peacocks. It was all done just so I could make the OPP joke, which fell incredibly flat. As flat as the earth that Flip Gordon thinks the uh, earth.
2: I hope I'm not the only one who heard Joe's long audible sigh. <laughs> I heard it. I heard it. All right, we're going to take a quick break, and then hopefully we'll be back
1: with more from Dalton Castle and Joe Henry, the team with no name. Maybe that's it, the team with no name.
0: In 2020, make sure your vision is the same, because ROH will be releasing its archive of all of its historic content, including me winning the tag team titles, huh. me winning the television title, get out of town, me winning the six-man title, you don't say, and me winning the world title at Madison Square Garden. So don't be a Melvin and join Honor Club today.
1: All right, we are back on the Ring of Honor Strong, the ROH Strong podcast with my two close, personal, longtime friends, Dalton Castle and Joe
2: Hendry. Uh, guys, according hey, to my research- you get that box of oranges I sent you, Kevin? It hasn't come in the mail yet. Oh, yeah, it's running a little slow these days. You're yeah. going to love the citrus I sent.
1: Well, thank you. Uh, according to my research, as I, as I was saying, um, the two of you wrestled each other in Edinburgh,
2: Scotland- in twenty. 20- ooh, ooh, how about that pronunciation?
1: <laughs> Edinburgh? Is that not right? Yeah. It's right. Okay. Uh, what do you recall about that match working together? What were your what were your first impressions of each other? Because I'm assuming that was your first meeting.
2: Well, I yeah, it was no, I don't think it was our first meeting. It was our first meeting in the ring. But the first time Joe and I wrestled each other was in Edinburgh, Scotland. How'd you do? Well done, well done. You did Thank great. You.
0: Damn close. <laughs> Edinburgh isn't it, is it correct? No, it's 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 not. But I mean I mean we can forgive it based on the spelling. That's really that's our fault for putting the G in there.
2: It is. Uh what I, I remember Joe having having an amateur uh background to him and I felt it the second we uh we locked up in the ring and uh we started uh, kind of exchanging moves uh, yeah a little wrestling ducking under and peeking out underneath each other it was fun it was a nice little scramble in the in the first half of the match and I, I think uh, I started developing a little respect for the man right there
0: indeed I remember I did like a, um, a parody video and but the songs like I didn't realize that they had absolutely no presence in the united states they were just very british pop songs so dalton was just like i've never heard these songs before but i like it i genuinely did like it i was in the ring i didn't get to see the video before the
2: match uh it was offered to me someone said we can show it to you and i said no no no
0: i want to wait till i'm in the ring do you know that's the best way to do it because i'll tell you what there are i'm gonna say this 80 percent of people 90% 90% of people that I do the videos on love it. They get it. There's 10% crybaby in there. And I re- I respect the people that go, no, nah, I want to see it and I want to react to it.
1: I respect that. Joe, you read my mind. That was one of my questions was, has anyone ever balked at the parody? Oh, yeah. Video, or they oh, like, yeah. Didn't get the yeah. joke or couldn't laugh at themselves?
0: I'm Dude, I, I'm being serious. I'm not joking when I tell you this. I'm talking... So this person <laughs> sees the video and I'm at the ring, just like running the ropes, you know, just getting used to things. I come back and he's going crazy. They're not done. This is someone else. I think it's a joke. I think he's like, cause no one could take this that seriously. This guy is going crazy. Right. And I'm like, so I go backstage and I think he's joking. So I burst out laughing. I'm laughing in his face, laughing with him, because I think he's making a joke. But really, I'm just making things worse. And um, yeah, stormed out for. Didn't see that person for another four hours. Yeah.
2: That that person, Kurt Angle.
0: <laughs> no, I'll, I'll tell you what. I was I was terrified to show Kurt Angle this video because I was like, what if he doesn't like it? Like, because basically in the Kurt Angle one. Basically, what I do is I have all of his accomplishments. So I have all of his accomplishments on the table, like we had replicas of all the, all the titles he'd won, replicas of all the medals he'd won, and then I just in the video I just slammed them all off the desk straight into the bin, just right into the into the trash. <laughs> and um, I thought, yeah, what if he doesn't like that? And then I made a, a joke. Um, I made a, a, a joke that I thought was maybe a little over the line, and but he loved it he absolutely loved it because Kurt obviously is a guy who's secure with himself and, yes and can laugh at himself you find I've, I've found that the people who are I've got to the very top totally get it and and love the entertainment value and they don't take themselves too seriously from what I have experienced you know the, the the issues I've had almost are I feel it's kind of like people who maybe haven't got to the level that they wanted to and are horribly offended by the videos or um, like I've, I've had a like with, with Kurt, for example, when it came to like the matches and stuff like that, his like w- working with Kurt, he, when I kind of was leaving, not leaving the Indies, but when I left the company that I, I, towards the end of working with the company that I was working with, when I worked with him, um, he didn't have to do anything, but he did an extra segment to build me up for the next sort of, you know, six months going forward. And he did not have to do that. He got nothing extra for doing that. He was like, How can we help elevate your career? You know, that's the kind of person that, that Kurt Angle is. So I've I've never forgot that. And Kurt was amazing for advice as well. And in fact, I think, you know, without Kurt Angle's advice, I don't know if I'd have if I'd be where I'm at, because he there were certain things that when it came to career decisions, he was like, you know he was there to kind of give me the pros and cons and tell me, you know, you should think about this, think about this, think about this. And he actually, I'll I'll tell you this, right? So I'm not going to get into any names, but there was a situation where I was seriously, this was years ago, considering going somewhere. And this was at a show. Kurt was there. He literally walked right up to me and he was like, tell me you did not sign that contract that someone said that you're going to sign. And I was like, Oh, well, I was thinking about doing it. He was like, no, no. He was like, this is what you're worth at the very least. And I better not hear about you signing anything less than that. So I've got Kurt to thank for a lot.
1: Wow. Yeah, Kurt is outstanding. He also um, endorsed you doing your version of the ankle lock, correct?
0: Yeah, uh, that, that came about because so I was wrestling him and he was explaining to me that like, I think like really like my career totally changed after wrestling Kurt Angle because I was always, at, I was only three years in when I wrestled him. Three years from my, first, from my debut match. It was literally to the week, three years of my debut match. So I felt like really kind of, you know, I, I was new and it was a lot of pressure at the time. And Kurt was explaining to me that if you have a submission hold, it it allows for much better matches. You can, you know, getting in and out of submissions can provide a lot of drama Without you having to destroy your body, you know, and doing loads of moves and X, Y, and Z, and he was like, "So, you're going to use one tonight? What one do you want to use?" And I just kind of looked at him like the biggest fanboy in the world. And he went, "I can't do the voice," but he was like, "You want to use the ankle lock, don't you?" And I was like, "Yes." <laughs> and then he gave me permission right there and then. So that was pretty awesome.
1: That is awesome. Yeah. Let me fast. Let me fast forward a little bit. So you guys met in 2017, had that match. Fast forward a couple of years ahead to 2019, Joe, you're in ring of honor. Uh, what were both of your thoughts when you found out that you'd be working with each other, I guess, as, as adversaries slash reluctant tag partners?
2: Well, I looked at it as fine. I, well, this is nice. Now I get to be the Kurt angle for Joe yeah. and, uh, and teach him everything I know and let him use all my moves. And uh, I, I like to say that I, uh, I told Joe what he's worth. Uh, He just and he he politely nodded, and uh, that that's that's where that was. That's how that went. You said, "Follow
0: my lead, kid." Is that basically it?
2: I said, "Get in there and do some moves. I'll take
0: the pin." Hmm. There you go. There you go. Um, What I will say is, from from my perspective, obviously I was and you know I'm not just saying this. I was thrilled because look, uh, Dalton's a main event player in Ring of Honor. So if I go into the company and I'm working with Dalton, then that immediately elevates my stock. So that was a very positive indication from where I was at. And again, as we were saying earlier, I'm very fortunate that Dalton is very much, uh, he's about the show. He's about the match. He's, you know, again, he's been to that. He's been the world champion. He's been to that top level. So he knows what's best for business. And it's like, work having working with someone like that is is been great to to start my career to be quite honest thank you joe thank you and no also
2: it made all the sense in the world uh i've been very familiar with Joe and it was very helpful that we we uh we kind of knew each other ahead of time prior to joe showing up in r o h uh we had we had worked together we've we've hung out together so uh it wasn't as uh it was it was an easy transition to to kind of start thinking ahead. Let me uh, pull back the curtain here
1: just slightly. I'm going to
0: use some insider. Hey, don't pull hey. that curtain back.
1: Hey, hey, knock it off.
2: You want me to slap I you on noise. TV? <laughs> I'm my my dog's in the other
0: room, and as soon as I made that noise, my dog just ran all over the
2: place. Joe, <laughs> do you use your grown up voice when your dog like, do, does something wrong? I do. I go like, right, right, right. Because
0: I don't want to raise my voice, so I just have to change the kind of.
2: I do that when the cats are like scratching on the couch or something.
1: I I've, okay. I've, I've lost control here,
0: gentlemen. Sorry. Carry on. Yep. You just need to make that noise and we'll get in line.
1: Okay. <clears throat> is that is that good?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. We're listening. Sorry. We're listening. All
1: right, there where was I? Oh, yes. Uh I'm going to peel back the curtain a little bit, use some inside <laughs> some insider <laughs> terms if that's okay. Okay, I'll take that silence as if that's okay. So <laughs> There was this kind of strange dynamic at first with you guys, because Dalton, you were what we call in the insider terms, the inside business, We you were what we call a heel. But you're so entertaining that I think the fans had a really hard time disliking you. No, <laughs> you came in as what we like to call a baby face. But perhaps some of the ROH fans maybe weren't quite as familiar with you. So when you at first butted heads with Dalton, it seems like, a lot of them still kind of sided with him. So at, at that point, I guess, was the only choice just to kind of go with it, turn Dalton back into a baby face and move
2: on from there? To be I, fair, I, I was dressed very nice that evening.
0: You really yeah. were. Yeah, you should have had plain clothes on right there. That's that, where it went wrong. That's where we went wrong. That's where it went wrong. I, from from my perspective, uh, I'll be honest, I was, I was terrified. I was like, I'm going to get fired. Because uh, like... <laughs> Because, <laughs> um, it's look, I'll be honest, I think it is an, an uphill battle to debut as Babyface. But part of being a professional is that you... Look, the thing about... I think with wrestling, it's like a great wrestler isn't one that can get over under any circumstance they set. A great wrestler can get over under any circumstances. And I think that I have made a few tactical errors perhaps with how i approached it like because the the problem was like the thing is when we went back to atlanta that was where it started when we went back to atlanta it was all it was all great but actually like i think it just took a lot of time for the ring of honor audience to get to know who i was you know having a following in the british scene i had some following in the american scene but not enough to cut through like you say as a baby face against someone as entertaining as dalton so i think that When when we had that situation, I I was concerned, but to her credit, I felt it was rectified within probably. Well, to be honest, the next night I felt that we were we were on track. You know, so like I say, you want your debut to be like awesome and memorable and stuff like that. But I think part of wrestling is it's like you try some stuff, then it doesn't work, and then you figure out what does work, and that's that's the key. Like I think we responded to it quickly, and I feel like we were. Where we needed to be very quickly. It was, I, like I say, it just, it just took a couple months for me, I think, to get to the awareness level that I needed to be at. And but I, I take pride in if you watch like some of the stuff at like Final Battle, for example, like the kind of reactions we were getting there. Um, you know, I'm really proud of like some of the reactions we were getting, and that's that's what I mean when I say it. I felt like momentum-wise, we were just absolutely rocking and rolling. I was proud from where we started to where where we had got to.
2: Yeah, I think also a part of uh, wrestling a universe. I mean, I essentially is the same everywhere when it comes to moves and, and the concept. But uh, in front of a live audience in different countries is a different climate. So, like Joe being working in the UK so often, I imagine your comfort level is is very high, and and you know what you're doing second nature there. But uh not working in the United States as much it it takes a couple times of stepping in front of that crowd to kind of understand what works or how to carry yourself and, and and get the reactions that you're looking for so like it's not weird to say that the first time you debuted in Ring of Honor in the United States uh it felt a little off all it might have taken was maybe two or three shows for you to go oh, oh
0: all right now it's clicking i th- i think to i think that you are right although I'll be honest when I was standing on the stage every fiber of my being wanted to switch right there I felt like that was what felt right but then again I had a job to do and if I just went into my into business for myself and did that that would have been the wrong thing to do you know on my first day in the company I had to try and execute what they had asked to execute and you know if I'd have just told the audience to shut up and listen to what i was saying that could have ruined you know their plans for tv moving forward and that wouldn't have been a that wouldn't have been being a team player so it it was a tough spot and yeah like you say you you, you learn you know uh, yeah it
2: sounds like you just didn't want it enough because one of two things <laughs> could have happened that night you could have disobeyed your orders and you could have uh, immediately been in the the world title match the next night or on a flight home to Scotland <laughs>
1: <laughs> well I think you made the right choice and I think you said in the end it all did work out. I want to go back
2: to one of your first. Yeah, it did. We're on a winning streak, baby. We haven't lost in months.
1: Absolutely. I think what is like one in a row, isn't it?
2: Yeah. About that.
1: Yeah. Well, you win some, you lose some, but we
2: haven't lost in over two months.
1: That is true. true. Haven't lost since geez, February, I think. Right. March. March. Okay. All right. Well, during one of your first- Wait, no, no. We didn't
2: lose in March. We won in March. That's right. What are we talking about? Well, what we were talking
1: about was one of your first appearances together. You did, Joe, you did this karaoke video, which was a parody of Dalton. And I got to say, like, it takes a lot for me to laugh out loud, but you legit made me laugh out loud when you had this line about Dalton mm. trying to reach his peacock in the ring. Mm. Where he was doing this weird kind of gyration, where his head was sort of bent. I mean, you guys remember you, what I thought. You about.
2: found that line funny?
1: I found that extremely funny.
2: Huh. We've had of so, talks listen, about we, this. We,
1: we ask the hard-hitting questions on this podcast. This is a shoot, okay? This is not a. This is no puff piece. So Dalton, I have to ask you point blank: Do you in fact share a trait with leaping Lanny Poffo?
2: Can you indeed wow. your peacock? No, I'm not. What the hell is wrong with you, Kevin? <laughs> What is the matter with you? Also, <laughs> yeah, don't ever
0: really in, in layman's terms, think about what you've just been asked. <laughs> Have you at least tried? Wow. You're you're going all in on this, aren't you? I, I really am. Okay, for all right, you
2: make a big deal about us bringing up the two two guys one tag thing and yeah. then you go to the OPP and now you go down this road. What the what am I on? What is this podcast? <laughs> it is under the ROH banner and you come at me. It is 11 a.m. where I am right now, it is too early in the morning to be dealing with this kind of sophomoric blue collar bull crap. I am in pants because I'm respecting myself while I sit home and I would expect you to treat me with the same level of respect. I have a button up shirt on because I'm an adult and I want to be spoken to like an adult. So if you ask me and my prestigious, amazing tag team partner, who's all the way over in Edinburgh, Scotland, not Edinburgh, to come onto your show show take time out of our day and go politely discuss our career and what we're doing with our time off i expect a little decency and leave your bathroom humor at home which i guess is where you are because we're all
0: at home that's worse than bathroom humor it wasn't humor it was a
2: legit question which you
0: still haven't answered that's even worse that's even worse do you want me to Aquiring try right mind
1: want to know joe you're the one that brought it up you did it in the ring i mean come on
0: I did that in the ring, did I? Now, I definitely would have got fired. if. No, no,
1: not that. I mean, you brought up this particular subject in the ring. Had you never raised it in that video, I would not be asking this question. But let me, I'll end it this way. I would just say, I would just say, if you could do that, um, you would never want quarantine to end because you would never want to leave the house. Is that true or not?
0: (laughs) Okay, we'll move on. I can't wait till we bitch about this after the podcast. (laughs)
1: And we'll see if this makes it past the censors at the uh, in the ROH office because we are. I, just
2: the- I, I was just wondering how, like, which way you're going to dig in this hole. <laughs> all right, let me get back on track. This is a legit question. Now. Oh yeah, yeah. This is. Let's a- get back to where it was really good. Yeah, exactly. let's get
0: back to that hard hitting journalism.
2: All right, all right. <laughs> <laughs> is there a reason you have so many uh, job references? Yeah, I, yeah. How long were you at each of these positions?
0: I think you're maybe leaving a few companies and acronyms off that list by the sound of things.
2: Uh, I don't know what that means. But I'm I just saying a good journalist would only have one company listed.
1: Well, no, because I, can, I, I move
2: on to better opportunities. Oh, because of all the sexual harassment charges? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I um, mean, if, if you really think about it, if we were to transcribe this interview, It would be hard. I can imagine it now, like the talking heads of me and Dalton being like, he just wouldn't stop asking.
2: He just kept digging. Just kept talking about my peacock. I'm going to get us back on
1: track. Okay, this is a real question. When did it become (laughs) apparent that the two of you had good chemistry together and that this, uh, what was sort of an odd couple, reluctant tag partner thing, did you know it kind of like right away that this was something that was going to work?
0: I, I've got a, f- a few moments, Don. If if or do you want to go first?
2: Well, I just know it was. I mean, it was kind of clear. I think we both knew in the first match we reluctantly tagged together and pulled off the victory. That I mean, it's plausible that two incredible wrestlers teaming together would work well. It's just I don't think we were accepting it right away.
0: But Joe, I'm sorry. What was your take? I like. I think when we wrestled uh, Lethal and Gresham. That that was awesome. I I enjoyed mm. that so much. And obviously, you know, you'd have to try pretty hard to have a bad match with those two, you know. So I, I think we can take a very small portion of the credit in that I one. tried. Yeah.
2: I was working hard to bring that match down and they just kept l- yep. elevating it. Yeah, no, I know.
0: They just wouldn't stop. They just wouldn't stop. But yeah, when we did that, uh, the entrance, um, the when we your entrance and it switched to joe hendry and friends which you know i still think is a viable team entrance but you know but the reaction the crowd uh, gave there and there was one moment where we had this bit where uh lethal's running around the ring and we did this bit where you evade him and then i hit this clothesline and it was just like the, the in that moment i was like that's synergy right there that is yeah. synergy yeah
2: that was uh you know what that is a great match uh i don't i don't like how it ended uh, but yeah. I think maybe we we're a little too distracted. Like, this is going well. This yeah, is going we really surprised. well. What's going and then on? we lost our focus for just a second.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, and of course, that will come with experience and teaming together. and uh, uh, You know, I mean, you were in the ring with two veterans and Lethal and Gresham, who are uh, longtime friends. So, I mean, I think it was okay that, uh, you know.
2: You I'm a former you. world champion.
1: Yeah. I was All right? there. I was, we don't make I excuses. I, yeah. <laughs> Joe was there. <laughs> let me ask you about um the work that you guys do together in some of the videos that you do the bits that you've done together i know there's a lot more creative freedom in ring of honor than maybe in some other companies so i'm just uh, what's the creative process you guys just sit down and bounce ideas off each other how much improv is going on what, what's your process
2: a lot of it is quinn saying hey do you guys want
0: to do an interview and i go press record Remember that time he took, like, 40 takes and it was just, like, a ah, promo? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I, was that the one in that, like, in Baltimore in the back room? I think so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, like, so, see, with, with some of Dalton's, um, like, the, the segment that Dalton posted from uh, Vegas, like, I've been, like, super, like, involved and protective of pretty much everything creatively that I've done. And because it's like I usually edit everything that I do. But then Dalton was saying, try this. He he had all these ideas. And then he kind of filmed this thing in Vegas, put it all together, and I was like, damn, that's that is awesome. And that was big for me as well. Cause I was like, I can totally trust this guy with executing executing things the way it needs to be executed. And I've I have to be honest, I've I've I can't recall having that creative perspective like a shared vision with another wrestler like that so like now like if Dalton says oh can you do this or do this to kind of like pitch him with a segment I'll just send it over and I know it's going to be good so and I, I have not really experienced that um, synergy uh, in wrestling before so that's awesome and what I will say is I think that myself and Dalton have two totally different approaches to comedy my favorite one of my favorite things we've ever done is where we're, we're doing this the, this the video. laughing yep that's it that's it we're doing this thing where i'm talking about you know the, there's this like tenacious d episode where uh jack black and kyle Gass are like they just had this gig and they're just they're they're so happy they've nailed the gig in their minds and they're just laughing they say nothing so we're in a similar situation we're just like laughing but dalton has a very good point he's like you know like he he knows in his mind we can't just laugh for no reason he's got to do something to make me laugh And I wish this was a video podcast so I could show you, but he literally just like, just bopped his shoulders from side to side for like one second. And I don't know why, it was just the funniest thing I'd ever seen. So again, I would never have thought that, but so if you watch that clip, I'm genuinely laughing mass off and I'd almost ruined the take because of it. Because I couldn't, like at the end, like Dalton's got the serious look on his face. And I think I probably should have had a serious look on my face as well, but I just couldn't stop laughing. (laughs)
2: Ha <laughs> I think what, what makes us work great is at least I'm finding that I love is uh, yeah, we do have different takes, but we complement each other very well where if we're going to shoot something uh, it's clear that I'm going to be like a, a 13 a year old child uh, throwing a tantrum in the background and there's not a whole lot of substance there, but then Joe will do like a facial expression and it's just the icing on the cake that ties everything together. And, and there's, there's the joke. One on its own isn't funny, but the two of them together makes makes the whole scene work. That's a very good point.
1: So when you guys try to like, you mentioned that one where, uh, and I know the one you're talking about with the laughing, um, you make each other crack up and you're trying not to. I would say you guys are like the
2: Harvey Corman and Tim Conway of Ring of Honor. Do you, do you I, always, I always think of us as the, uh, the g- ginger spice and the scary spice. And the Spice Girls, is Joe Ginger? No, no, Joe's baby. Wait, did you say Ginger and Jerry Spice? Yeah, Jerry Spice. They're they're the same one. Oh, well you then, Jerry Spice. Which one of us is married to that F one, uh,
0: race car owner? One of them's married. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, Victoria, aka Posh Spice, she's married to to David Beckham. So she. Oh, I want to be her. Yeah. But she's she's got like the least personality out of the bunch though. She's like the business mind, you know, she but she's got no charisma. You got too much charisma to be honest. <sighs> I want to be paprika. Yeah, I just made that that comparison because I wanted to know if you
1: guys knew who Harvey Corman and Tim Conway. Were. Nope. Who are they? Dalton, do you know?
2: Yeah, isn't uh he's the guy who made the Harvey Wallbanger drink back in the nineteen tens no no
1: carol burnett show ever heard of that big yeah. in the 70s
0: how mm.
2: old uh, i'm 23
0: and if you just reverse those numbers i'm 32 so old yep i'm feeling it <laughs> okay not uh, old enough to see that show though
1: okay well it's still on in reruns i believe me tv
2: is that where the the simpsons originated was that Carl, carol burnett
0: no this is no that's the uh oh, damn it what's this is the name way of that show they debuted on sorry carry on somebody can Banana it, give it was, bonanza it was 88, i
2: think <laughs> debuted. the a-team airwolf <laughs> macgyver yeah other 80s popular films and shows columbo
1: oh you now you're back. i think you're in the 70s again but that's okay um, i want to ask the two of you now uh do you ever want to get back I, this is a tough question now because i don't want to insinuate that there's uh
0: do you want no- the world to go back to normal <laughs> is that is that something you dude, think dude, about every dude, way- you sounded <laughs> exactly like stan marsh when he's inqu- inquisitive there exactly <laughs> say that again
2: no, no. Do you want the world to go back to normal? I don't think I'm good. No, it you've anymore. ruined
0: it now. You've yeah. ruined it now. Now you said like the random guy in South Park that shouts things. He's not like a <laughs> real character.
2: Does every character they need another voice yeah. for? But Trey Parker's the only guy in the studio.
0: Yes, that's it. That's <laughs> the one. You
2: guys even need me on this show? I feel like you're doing your own podcast. Kevin, you're here. Yeah. Cool. Oh, sorry. <laughs> is this? Is this? Please don't.
0: On? You know. S- sorry that we interrupted your. Um, inappropriate okay. questioning
2: what do you want to do read us your resume again
0: yeah <laughs>
2: <laughs> it is an impressive one it is uh, very good of my
1: resume i will go back to this little company i used to work for uh wwe uh, i used to work there and we had this did, tag- did you i did, did, you? did let me d- never hang hang mention
0: it what hang on yeah let me check you can google it you worked for you did yeah sorry carry on yes uh we had
1: this little tag team there during my run my run w- I- I- in new york um they were called hell no daniel bryan and kane and mm-hmm. i'll just, i'll let you guys behind the curtain at uh, titan towers we put those two together as a very short-term thing uh daniel bryan it was mainly to get him more over as a heel they they, they worked off each other well it was supposed to be a short thing and Daniel turns on him and they have a program and then we move on to other things, but I'll never forget the day that we were, you know, pitching these ideas in the writer's room with Vince McMahon and uh name drop. And we were pitching like the next thing for them as, as a team. And Vince said, hold on guys. I don't you think I do, do the accent.
0: You got to do the accent. God, wait, damn it, guys, wait, let me do my Vince impression. For okay, what? I'm, I'm not, I'm not going to do that.
2: God damn it, guys.
1: <laughs> is that what he said? It's better than mine. Uh-huh. But no, it was more like this. He said, God, <laughs> God, God, God damn it, guys. Sorry. Nobody wants to see them fight. We don't want to see – the fans don't want to see them fight. So the decision was made to keep Team Hell No together because they worked so well together. So roundabout way to get to this question here is, I'm not sure if you guys were supposed to be together for the short term and then have a, have a program together.
2: Well, it's like, Hey,
1: these guys are good together. Let's just go with it.
2: I think that was going to put us together and they were going to break us up real quick. And then, yeah, the same thing happened where they sat down and they're like, you know what? These two need to win the raw tag team titles together. Right. (laughs) (laughs) That's what they're working on.
1: (laughs) well let, that leads to my next question here though is Dalton obviously you're a former ring of honor world champion Joe you've had a lot of success as a singles wrestler in the UK um, that does count I know we don't we don't it doesn't really count for much in America but it does count
0: thanks, would thanks you, Kev
1: would you like to see this well you <laughs> made the point earlier it's a little hard making the character um, wow you like to see that's this one
0: way to summarize my career Jeez, <laughs> it's harsh <laughs>
1: Would you like to see this team continue or would you eventually like to get back to singles competition?
0: I I always, always saw myself as a singles wrestler. Never wanted to be a tag wrestler. And when I first came into Ray of Honor, it was like, you know, okay, so how can we use this to get back to me or elevate me being a singles wrestler? And I think we started to really gel together and have success when I was like, this is, this is working. This, this is is. This is what the company wants. This is what the fans seem to be responding to. This is a lot of fun. We have, like you say, a lot of creative input, and I genuinely think the creative input thing is probably my main reason for signing my Ring of Honor. Like I've just, it's it's awesome. I've i I never thought I'd be able to have that with a a major organization, and I think, like I say, the the moment that me personally I let go of going, oh well, like because I think in life it's like it's there's what you want to do and then there's what or the, what it's kind of like you got to steer into the direction of the wind and i think like when i started to realize how much i was enjoying tagging together like because i was actually starting to enjoy our tag matches more than singles matches and i was like oh i didn't ever really expect that to happen so i think it just as soon as i started steering into it and as soon as we started steering into it as a unit it just i think that's when we went from strength to strength
2: yeah. And I, I've noticed the same thing, just kind of like with a different, different perspective. Cause I, I've went down that singles road for so many years. I've, I've had the world titles. I've been at the top of the mountain with that. And I I've had the, the world six man championships uh, when I was, had, uh, had the boys with me, but I've never had the tag team titles and I've never had a formidable tag team partner who, who can compete on my level. So it's, it's definitely exciting to look down that way. And I think about all the different things you can do with with two bodies instead of one. You think about all the things you can do in a match. Uh, Now that it's a tag match, there's so many more options and the ideas start flowing because I've never really had that opportunity.
0: And you know what, when we're coming up with stuff, what I'm really bad at, right, is one of my worst traits as a human being is I'll be like kind of thinking about something, but kind of half listening. And then someone will make a suggestion and my brain's ego will just filter out the fact that that was someone else's suggestion. And I'll just repeat exactly what the person said, (laughs) but with more enthusiasm and immediately take credit for it. So that's been fun as well. Like, so we, we've got the suplex where I lift the, suple- I lift the guy up for the suplex and Dalton just goes, boop, and just gives him a little boop and then the suplex finishes. And he, he came up with this idea and he said it. And my subconscious brain took it in, just said the exact same thing back. And I my ego is so out of control. I genuinely believed that was my idea. Genuinely think, believed it.
2: I don't know if it is your idea or not, but I just know in the long run, you're still picking the guy up. So
0: yeah. A- so you're the real winner.
2: Yeah, I'm happy no matter who gets credit for that move. That's true. That's true. All right, we're gonna take uh, one. Have more- you seen Joe's muscles? I have.
1: He is in great shape. Although Are I don't you- know about the donuts thing. That might. Uh, you still yeah, staying big.
0: I've put what well, I'm going for size. I've I've put on probably about six seven kilos, which is like I don't know, like 15, 20 pounds, something like that. Yeah, uh, is- but the goal is bulking is- up as much American. as possible. And then I'm going to cut down before we come back to shows. But I'm putting on some some muscle. People like seeing those double fallaway slams. I'm on the Brian Malona's diet, so
2: we're going we're gonna to take over when wrestling returns. Lots of beer. Is that, is that the diet? Yes, beer and compliments. All right. We're going to
1: take a quick break. We'll be back with Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry, the team with no name right after this.
0: I'm Quinn McKay, your host of Ring of Honor Wrestling, and the new year
1: brings tons of opportunities, including your opportunity to represent your favorite Ring of Honor star by wearing their merchandise, including me for some reason. So log on to
0: ROHProshop.com now to get yours.
1: All right, we are back here on the ROH Strong Podcast with Dalton Castle and Joe Hendry. I just wish everyone could hear the outtakes
2: yeah. Hey, Kevin, what, what did you mean earlier when you were talking about how women aren't as smart as uh, guys? What did you mean by that?
0: You, you know what's <laughs> going to happen? Kevin, this is Kevin's game. This is no, Kevin's the smartest guy in the room here. Because what he's doing is he's asking all these crazy questions. And he's going to edit out his questions. And we're just going to be talking about it. like It'll just be sound bites. <laughs> he's going to reality good. TV us.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I'm zipping my mouth for the rest of this interview. Okay. Well, let me let me take. I can't stay quiet though.
1: I want to take a serious. Can we take a serious turn? Can I be Lance Storm here for a second? Can we be
2: serious for a minute, for a second? Is, or is that a thing? Is that a catchphrase? I've never heard him say that.
0: I believe. Well, that was one of the- Dalton. What would what would he sound like, Dalton, if he was to say that?
2: Oh, Lance Storm. What yeah. what's he saying? <clears throat> Hold on. I gotta clear my throat to get my <laughs> Canadian accent. Gar, I'm Lance Storm. Can I be serious for a minute? That was
1: awful. Uh, Anyway, Lance Storm, you know, I I used to work with him in this other uh, big
2: company called WCW. Jesus. When when do you have time to do anything else but work at all these big companies? Before I went to New York, I was uh, big in Atlanta. Joe, did you know we were talking to somebody who's had such a prestigious background I don't know all right I would like to
1: turn this interview could we, like I said to, serious for a minute we, we we made a joke a dirty one uh, earlier about your back uh Dalton what you were doing those back exercises but let's let's talk seriously for a second about I didn't make any jokes someone made a joke uh it was actually Joe who made the joke in the video and then I took it from there and ran with it but let's let's move on you had some serious back issues a couple of years ago. Obviously they were no laughing matter. Can you just talk about like how much pain were you in during your reign as ring of honor world champion? I know you, you, you were trying to gut it out as best you could, but can you just talk about how much pain you were working through and, and the specifics of the injury?
2: Yeah, I broke my back. I broke uh, two bones in, uh, in my lower back and, uh, it caused my spine to kind of, uh, Shift and pinch some nerves. Where uh, then, like the more it shifted, the the more the the nerve got impinged, and it would shoot down my hip, creating this awful pain. Anytime I stood, uh there was a time I remember when I had the title, I had to do promos uh in the studio. We would stand in front of a, a backdrop, in front of the cameras, and do like three or four promos in a row for TV tapings, and I could only be on my feet for more than. I don't know uh 2 minutes before I had to take a break and like lean over and try to f- stretch out and uh, that's how I had to go into a lot of these matches there's a lot of a lot of matches as world champion where uh I'm in tears before my music hits because I'm just worried that I'm not going to be able to get through it but I knew how much was riding on it and how much it meant to be world champion and how hard I fought to get there and it wasn't until a little before, I think it was the Global Wars Tour. I don't remember where we were. We had some stops in Massachusetts and along the way where uh, I couldn't get out of bed the week prior. And I had to go see the doctor and I was getting checked down. I didn't know what was wrong with me. And that was the stupidest part. As I, If I knew, I would have definitely relinquished that title and uh, and taken the time off. But then I found out um, right before England, as I was born in a plane, my doctor called me and told me what was going on so then i had to had to make some some changes in my style and uh and I still wouldn 't give up the title. I was going to hold on to it and for as long as i could and I feel like I did a pretty good job uh you You watch a lot of those matches um, you don 't know what 's wrong with me you 're seeing real pain in my eyes, but i I wasn't going to let something like a broken back stop me from doing the one thing I I believe I do best. And the one thing that I love and that is uh, performing and entertaining at the highest level. So I I tried my best and uh, then eventually it caught up to me where I couldn't hold on anymore. And then I took the proper time off. Now I'm on my way back. I feel like I'm back better than ever. I'm stronger than I was years prior. I'm, wrestling smarter than ever i've got a great tag team partner to to help me along the way and yeah i i i don't regret it i just didn't i didn't enjoy that time yeah i would imagine it would have to really mess
1: with you mentally as well as physically i mean you mentioned like you work your whole career to get to this point where you're the world champion and then your back uh, gives out on you the way it did and you're, you're like I can't imagine the, the, the physical pain, but also the, the, I mean, the mental anguish you must've gone through with why did this happen to happen, have to happen now of all times?
2: Well, yeah, I also knew, I mean, it's such a rare position to be in people with healthy bodies get, but watch one shot to be world champion or even to attempt to be world champion. So I wasn't going to throw that opportunity away just because I felt pain.
1: Joe, what's the worst injury you've suffered in the wrestling business?
0: Um, <clears throat> oh, you had the hangnail, that one match, remember? Yeah, that's true. That, that was rough. pretty bad. Um, I, I have to say, I've been pretty lucky injury-wise. Um, I will say, I think um, <clears throat> one thing that I'm very, very, very cautious of is uh, concussions and things like that and i've been very fortunate with that um in in recent years especially um, a lot I, of people I, don't
2: know I, this but joe's hair is actually a helmet
0: mhm <laughs> mhm that's it that protects me um but i that i mean that is is scary uh, to me and i think it's great you know that now we have more awareness about stuff like that like you know um we had a seminar on that with ring of Honor. Um, that's kind of, I don't know why, that's kind of, injury-wise, that's one of my biggest fears, you know, just like how, how scary it can be. But I have to say, injury-wise, I've been pretty fortunate. I broke my ankle really badly in 2010, I believe, and I had a massive plate, like, going up my leg. And the doctors told me, you know, you'll never do sports at a high level. You'll never do sports at a high level. Um, and it took me a long time to walk properly after that because my ankle had was literally, my foot was facing the wrong way. Like, so my oh. foot, yeah, it was pretty <laughs> bad. And I was kind of in denial that it happened. So I remember, like I didn't really know, like, what, because, you know, it's just like when something like that happens, like uh, the adrenaline's going, and um, you don't really know how bad it is. And I remember thinking, like, oh, I'll put some weight on it because I, d- I didn't actually like it happened that I got up and then I went to put weight on it and then I saw that my foot was facing the wrong way so yeah I probably wasn't gonna walk that one off so that was really scary but that was before wrestling I was told I'd never do sports at high level Uh, and then I started wrestling and in 2013 when I started I was I used to train all the time like in ring when I first started like you know like most days I would get a train through to Glasgow so I'd travel for like three hours you know most days of the week to go and train at the place I was training and I remember the pain that I was in every time I was training I was like I'm not gonna have a long wrestling career because this pain is just like obviously it's not anywhere near to a broken back obviously but it in terms of like the actual kind of like ow like the, the the sharp pain it was like I don't know how long I can do this if i do wrestling and so i actually went and got the plate removed and the pain went away and i think it was because what was happening is i was doing loads of kind of squatting and running and stuff like that and i was building muscle and the muscle was getting caught up in like the nails of the plate so that's what was actually causing a lot of the pain was uh, the, the plate itself so i got the plate removed and it turned out everything had fully healed and you know my left ankle's a little bigger than the one on the right Um, but other than that, it's, it's all good. So pretty fortunate that, uh, they told me I never do sports and here I am. So
2: was that plate meant to be
0: removed? Um, they said that basically it, they, they would, there wouldn't be any reason to bring it out unless it was causing pain or I wanted Mm. to try and do sports at a high level and see how I got on. But, uh, yeah, I've been very lucky with that. I think it happened young enough. That my body kind of recovered fully from it, whereas if that had happened now, I think it would have been a bit more difficult
1: well, obviously um we well, we've, had, we've had a lot of fun on this show today, but in all seriousness, I mean,
2: who's we <laughs> which one of us have had fun
1: okay, I've had a lot of fun uh with you guys on this show today, but I, oh, I will say I had
0: fun I had a lot of fun
1: since we 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 sort of went down the serious uh Rabbit hole there. I I must say that um, I always I have a tremendous amount of respect for all of you guys and girls in the business. What you put your bodies through, and just hearing stories like that, um, it really hits home that yes, you guys are entertainers, but man, what your your pain threshold and your uh, mental toughness. uh, I I just say I've I've always been in awe of what you guys do. So just wanted to put
2: that out there. Thank you. Thank Thank you, Kevin. Thank you. Appreciate that. And as long as I can go down as being known as the toughest ring of honor world champion then, and then that'll be all worth it you know just spread that around okay i will tell the world
1: we'll do that joe let me ask you this question everyone knows that uh you have this tremendous background in music but i wanted to ask you what is what was your first dream was it to be a musician or was it to be a pro wrestler or did you always think you could do both
0: so it was to be a wrestler so what had happened was and i'd always loved performing you know like when when i was a kid like five years old whenever like uncles and aunties would come and visit and be like oh i'm going to do a performance you know i'd be that kid that's like oh for god's sake we gotta watch another one of these and i'd like play something terrible on the keyboard or something but um i actually got into pro wrestling so i knew i wanted to be an entertainer but i didn't know in what and then when i got to my teenage years I got into wrestling relatively late so because I didn't have Sky, which is what you needed in the UK to watch it. But when I got it, I was like, okay, this is for me. I'm totally into this. And I had all these plans to go down and train at um, the FWA Academy, which was down in Portsmouth, which could not be more south. It couldn't have been further away and still in the UK. And I was like, right, I'm going to do that when I'm 16. How am I going to do it? Um, And for whatever reason, it just, I don't know why I just, I think I ended up going to university instead, and you know that 's kind of what I was thinking at sixteen, but that um, school produced you know an insane amount of talent, you know a lot most of the the big names from the u k back in the day um, and but what I said was i didn 't really know I was just naive i didn 't know that you could kind of that working out and eating loads of protein you 'd be able to put on mass you know i didn 't think that I've, I just thought okay i 'm not a big dude, so i can 't be a wrestler. I know that seems silly now. But I didn't realize, like that I was actually like now I'm one of the big, bigger guys I would say. So, but back in in the day, I just thought all wrestlers were huge, and I couldn't be one. So I was like, right, well I'll be a, a musician, and then you know maybe I could like transition into being a wrestler if I get big enough with that. And I think that was the thing. It was I love music, I absolutely love making music, but I just never had the same sort of like. I don't know. I just knew in my heart that I I would I could be a great wrestler. I don't know why and. I think when I finally accepted failure with music, that's when, you know, at that point I felt like I had nothing left to lose. It was 2013 going into new year's, it was new year's Eve going into 2013 and I just made the decision. I was like, right. Wrestling is my life from now on and things move quickly. And yeah, I, I've always wanted to be a wrestler more, but actually I think what you find is with a lot of people, it's the things that you do outside of wrestling that help you get over in wrestling. And so I wouldn't change anything because I got a bit of life experience doing that. I learned these other skills in music that helped me to get to the position I was in. Like I never would have got a match with Kurt Angle if I didn't have the kind of musical entrances. They would have given that to a more experienced worker, you know? So I wouldn't change a thing, wouldn't change a thing.
1: Awesome. Well, uh, Dalton, since I asked Joe a question about his background, I feel like it's only fair if I ask you a question about yours. I know that you worked as a DJ at a radio station in Rochester, New York, uh, at one point. Um, did that on-air experience help you at all, as far as uh, I, I don't know your mic work or creating a persona in wrestling?
2: Yeah, I actually I worked. I moved from Rochester too, and I did. I worked a few years in Albany up until I got hired by Ring of Honor as well. So uh, I did maybe seven years in radio, seven or eight. Uh, it definitely helped. I, I'm talking into a microphone every single day. Uh, it helped my improvising skills and uh, my to sound more certain in myself. And not to mention the events we used to do. I had to do live events every week where I had to uh, be in front of crowds, entertain people who did not want to see me, by the way. it's uh, You'd go to a bar a lot of these times and they're just regular patrons. And then I have to host some sort of contest or game and make it interesting worth the two hours uh, that I'm there, they're paying me for. So I, I learned how to you know, control different kind of rooms uh, and uh, kind of make it a, a more fun environment for somebody who does not want to see you. And I feel like that's what a lot of wrestling is. You go to these small independent shows, and uh, you're you're just performing in front of the people who who may not know who you are when you're first starting out. So you really have to make an impression quick on them. I also had the opportunity to work at giant concerts when I was in radio. I would I would be on the microphone in front of 17,000 people uh trying to get them wild up and be like, "Are you guys ready to see corn?" <laughs> <laughs> and they would all be like, "Yeah!" And then I would have to break break the news to them that corn is only coming out 7 minutes from now. So like you you're all too excited too early. But yeah, I I would get a chance to like do some mic work. And uh, I built a lot of confidence up working in radio. Speaking of your confidence, uh, I want to
1: ask you uh, about this because um, when I asked you to be a guest on this show, I saved this, uh, what you uh, sent me back uh, just so I could bring it up on the show.
2: Oh, was it the picture of my middle finger?
1: (laughs) No, not that one. I'm talking about what you wrote. You said, and I'm quoting you. You said okay, but don't expect me to sing. I won't do it. Okay, maybe just one song. So Dalton, the mic's all yours. No, I couldn't possibly. <laughs>
2: Midnight, all alone in the moonlight. I can stare at the pavement. Wait, I think I've messed up the words. Oh, I'm. All I was going to say off. you got
0: you got to change it a little bit so we don't. You know, it's not copyrighted.
2: You know. oh, all right well good it was wrong anyways
0: yeah on purpose
1: that was actually pretty impressive i, I have to give you that yeah uh,
0: anybody can
2: make up the wrong lyrics to memories <laughs> joe
1: any parody songs that uh, you've been working on that you want to maybe give us a small sample of or you'd s- like
0: to sing for us i can't give any samples come on i can't do that it's all about when you when you reveal it that's that's a surprise that's part of it
2: so how how long does it take you to come up? You with- got that you got that parody of uh, Naughty by Nature's OPP coming out, right? I don't even know what that is. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Jesus. How quickly do you come up with these songs, Joe? I mean, like, could you like? Are you like a freestyle? You know how like rappers freestyle and come up with stuff like on the spot? Like, could you could you come up with a song for this podcast like right now?
0: Uh, I, well, yeah, but I mean, it depends it's really all about i've I've kind of start learned that in entertainment and it works in my opinion anyway just one person's take on it it works in matches it works in movies it works with songs i think when things are, are good it's, it's easy and it's it's fun and it's quick when things are laborious it's kind of and you know for example if i'm doing a parody and it takes me you know three days to put it together, then it's probably not going to be that good. The best ones are when it's like, oh, and then I'll do this and and then I'll do this. It's kind of like, it's just flowing, you know, it's just, you've got that momentum going. Um, So I I actually, I could do them very quickly and it's better when they're, when they're done very quickly. Um, The worst thing that you can do is totally overthink it. You just got to go where you've got instinct. And actually that's why I've stopped doing them because give you an example. I had like, I've decided I was going to take a break and then I thought, right, well, I'll do one more. And then I did this Oasis, uh, if Oasis sang about McDonald's reopening. And that just went crazy. And what I should have done is I should have gone, right, I'm taking a break now. But instead I was like, no, no, I'll, I'll ride the momentum of that and I'll do another one. And then I tried to execute too many ideas And I've learned like in songs, in movies, whatever, TV, you should only try and put forward one idea at one time. So if you listen to a song there's a guitar solo, like in the mix, that should be loudest. There shouldn't be a keyboard solo going on at the same time. There should be focusing on that thing. If you're in a match, if there's one big thing that's about to happen, let that be the focus of what's happening. Like just try and get one strong message across at a time. So you got to, sorry, I kind of went off on a bit of a tangent there. I just like talking about myself. Sorry, I feel like you started yelling at us. Yeah.
1: So what I'm hearing is you're not going to do us a par- you're not going to do a parody for us of the podcast right now.
0: But what would the where would this be going? Who is this? Is the audience you, or is the audience the people who eventually hear this podcast?
1: It's it's a worldwide audience. That what
2: about what about a song for me? Okay. What about something uh, to calm me since I'm so nervous over here? Okay. So. Um put something uh, put some real dirty lyrics in it because like okay. you know Kevin loves that stuff.
0: <laughs> All of Kevin's questions they make me sick. Why do they revolve around asking Dalton if he can? No, I'm not gonna say the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> Kick. Yeah. Very yeah. good. There you go. Very good. Honor Nation, we heard you. Fantastic matches from Ring of Honor's 2010 archive are now exclusively on Honor Club. We live histories such as Tyler Black's championship run, Kevin Steen versus El Generico, the rise of Kenny Omega, the Kings of Wrestling versus the Frisco, Roderick Strong, Christopher Daniels, Colt Cabana, and more. Sign up today at ROHHonorClub.com as we continue to add historic events from 2002 to 2010. The franchise here of Ring of Honor Wrestling. About to watch me some Honor Club right here in my very own living room. But first, I wanted to let you guys know a cool feature. Now you can go directly to the match that you're looking for on any video that exists on the Honor Club. Find the menu in the bottom right-hand corner, open it up, and just select the match that you want to go directly to. For me, it's me versus Jay Briscoe from Best in the World 2015. You select the match, it's just that simple.
1: All right, well, before we get to our final...
2: Uh, There's more?
1: What is going on here? There's more. Before we get to our final thing, which is 10 questions. We always do 10 questions. Oh, can we do five? Well, it, in a way, yes. It's going to be five for you and five for Joe. All but, right.
0: But Joe, you want to do mine too? That's fine. Yeah, I'll, I'll try and do that. <laughs> do you want before me to that. imitate you or... Do it as so Vince guys, McMahon. No, Does I Kevin can, work? Yeah. Did you know Kevin worked for WWE? No. He did? Hell no. And Hell w- no.
2: And WCW. And WCW.
1: Yeah, but it was back during the – it almost doesn't count because it was 2000 and 2001, the final year of the company. Somebody told me he
2: used to be Vern Gagne's right-hand man. Was that you? That is true. Wow. And, and Bill Watts in the Mid-South too. You know, we got to wrestle in an AWA ring when we were in – uh, where were we? Minnesota, outside of Minnesota one day. A legit AWA ring? I think so. If you go back, I watched, I wrestled Hangman Page in this ring that had red, white, and blue ropes. It had blue, blue like uh, corner posts, but the corner posts like had these like built in steps in them. They were really weird and old school and and they looked real jagged. Like they could, they could really give you some tetanus. (laughs) And uh, I'm pretty sure somebody, well, somebody told me it used to be an old AWA ring, and you think I'm going to not believe that when I'm there? I was like, this is the ring? The, the Destruction crew had a football match in where they played football against each other with, uh, with hockey goals?
1: See, your mind went to Destruction crew. Mine, my mind went to Vern Gagne and Nick Bockwinkel. I guess that's the age difference in us or something. Well, they were all there at the same time. Yeah, that's true. I think Gagne held the title till he was about 70. But that's neither here nor there. Uh, one final opportunity before we get to 10 questions. Is there anything you guys would like to plug? Planet Peacock, Joe
2: versus. Uh, anything- I want to plug Joe Hendry's YouTube shows. Yeah. I,
0: I I'll, wanna- plug, I'll plug Dalton's YouTube Aww, shows. There so you sweet.
1: How can we, how can
0: we uh, find these things? Well, um, I, I could Google Dalton's YouTube URL, but I'll let him do it. Mine is youtube.com forward slash Joe Hendry. But also... Ring of Honor's taking extremely good care of us. So it would be awesome if you fancy checking out the ROH strong shirt. Because not only are they taking awesome care of us, they want to give back to the community as well. Get the ROH strong shirt, ROHProshop.com, and the money goes to the Salvation Army. How good is that?
2: That's really good. There's also everything Ring of Honor right now. The 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 update in the honor club like crazy. Uh, they're putting new matches on there because we know people are looking for content more than ever right now. And some people need some people need to pass the time some people I just need to forget what's going on so
0: our company rules it does it does so, uh, and yeah. that's I wish more people knew how good care they were actually taking care of us you know right. it's um the the only reason that we're able to do this content and even just like this podcast and like the videos we're doing is because you know ring of honor taking care of us i'm not going through The stresses that I had on the Indies of like where's the next meal coming from, you know, because when you're thinking about that, you can't think about being creative. And all Ring of Honor have really asked is for us to just be safe, be you know, be healthy, and be creative. You know, what more can you ask for? Absolutely,
1: I concur. And uh, let's not forget when we're plugging things, you guys, you forgot uh, X Files. New X Files drops every Friday on ROHWrestling.com. Of
2: course,
1: written by a former WWE, WCW, and Baltimore Sun. (laughs) Journalist. <laughs> Jesus uh, Christ. <laughs> All right. Let's get to 10 questions.
0: <laughs> let's do it. And it is now time for 10 questions with Kevin.
1: <clears throat> question number one. We're going to go odds and evens here. Dalton, you're right. going to be odds. Just for some reason, I see you as more of odd and Joe is even. So question Hurtful number one. For some
2: reason? <laughs> Dalton. What is Joe's best quality? Oh, that silky voice. Yeah, it can calm. It can calm a room down in a, in just one octave.
1: Question number two, Joe. What is Dalton's best quality? <laughs> you have to think about
2: it. He's, oh. no, he's There's too, many. There's yeah. too many. There's That's too many. There's
0: too many. That's what it is. I think his unique charisma. unique Mm -hmm. a unique charisma how can you possibly take that as a a slight no 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 no
2: no no. i'm not taking it as a slight i'm just just repeating what you said and digesting it
0: okay his charisma do you prefer that
2: well ordinary charisma is what i got okay just like everybody else's (laughs) question
1: three dalton
2: do you have any hidden talents Hidden talents, I usually lay all my cards on the table. Um, I can do cat's cradle like nobody's business. Like you And I don't care what, what you're holding in between those two hands there. I can get my pinkies in there. I can get up and under, make the X's, make the straight lines. Cat's cradle is a, is, is a solvable puzzle for these fingers. You know, that was actually, you didn't take the bait. That was my way of asking one last
1: time if you wanted to fess up about the Lanny Poffo think but no, you didn't you didn't take the bait. Question number 4. Kevin you're being a child? I know.
0: Joe, do you have yeah. a guilty pleasure? Um I think terrible reality TV is fantastic. Hmm. Oh and it, the worse the the better. Like um what's that show I I forgot the name of it but it's the one where um is it 30 day fiance Is that how many days it is? I can't remember how many. 90 90 Day day Fiance. It is the best show ever. It's, you know, you can't act that well. That's real. That is real. I love that Dalton immediately knew what you're talking about. Because I had. Oh, it's it's fantastic. It's fantastic. You know, we're talking about, like, we're talking about how to present wrestling in 2020. And that right there, that's the blueprint.
2: (laughs) You think we all got to order some brides?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, no. I don't think I'm quite saying that.
2: I don't know the show. Is it? It's
0: amazing. So I know,
2: I know what it is. I just never seen it.
0: It's so good. It is so good because it's, you shouldn't take pleasure in this, but it's just the moment where it's like, so someone goes oh, like to a different country and they, they meet someone and the whole premise of the show is they've got 90 days to see if they love each other enough to get married. So Because they're on this particular visa where they need to get married within 90 days. Uh, and the families are like, you know, maybe do you think she's kind of taking advantage of you? You know, maybe she doesn't really love you. It's not, you know, maybe she wants your money. And, and it's just that they kind of, it's like, no, I mean, how, how could you be so ridiculous? And <laughs> it just, it goes up in flames, but it works the other way as well. I mean, it works the other way. Um, and... It just goes up in flames every single time. Every single time. Fantastic drama.
1: Question number five, Dalton. Which actor would play you in the Dalton
2: Castle story? Idris Elba. Hmm. I feel like he. Yeah, I feel like he really captures the uh, the essence of my sexiness and uh, my strong, independent style. And uh, my British accent. Don't see a strong likeness there. Well, I just told you all the qualities that he possesses that, uh, that I think highlight me.
0: You asked him a question. He answered.
2: Uh, he answered. Okay.
1: Question number six. Joe, what's your favorite thing about the United States? Chipotle. Mm, that's a great answer.
0: And your partner? <laughs> mm, he said Favorite. Oh well, if we go to Chipotle, then that will take care of that. We've been together
2: to Chipotle. You know, you know what I do, and I don't tell anybody. But sometimes I'll I'll buy the chips, you know, and they come in the paper bag. Oh, it's so good! I'll tear so the top good. of the bag off so I can get my fat hands into the chips quicker.
0: Nice. What I do? This is my routine. Every time I land in in uh, the US, immediate Google search: where is the nearest Chipotle? I go there. I go get uh, like one of the b- rice bowl things with double meat, loads of hot sauce, loads of cheese. I get a bag of the chips. You that? Well, that's usually after the show. I go crazy after the show, but no chips before the show. But I get the meal. I take it back to the hotel and watch Shark Tank until I fall asleep.
1: That is a- <laughs>
0: That's I'm not joking. Like, I've not made that up. I literally I just I just bought Mark Cuban's book as a result of it. I even read it.
2: What do you guys have in Scotland? Do you have Dragons Den or something? Dragons
0: Den. That's what it started with. It's funny because um, the UK version is like, right, okay, I will give you, I'll, I'll give you the money, I'll give you ten thousand pounds, but I want forty percent equity, and that's like, that's like big money. It's like, ooh. Whereas in the US, it's like, I'll give you five million dollars for two and a half percent. Yeah, it's it's a different scale. But I will tell you, fun fact. So I got Mark Cuban's book. I read it. And at the end, it says, contact me if you like the book. And I thought, no way. So I contacted it and says, I like the book. And I asked a piece of business advice. And he got back to me. Mark Cuban got back to me. Through email? He's got this, this, this app, right? And if you basically download his app, obviously, probably no one else uses the app. So you, you find his username on it. It gives you the instructions at the back of the book. And then you can ask a question. And he receives it like an email. And it sends you it back. You think it's really Mark Cuban? I do. I do. Cause it was just, well, well, yeah. Why would he put it in the book? Don't, don't do I'm not going to run.
2: but if Mark Cuban's doing it, do you think Cuba Gooding Jr. is doing it in his book? Cause I'm going to go buy that.
0: <laughs> I don't think so. And it was like a one word. It was like a couple of words answer. So it was like, you know, you know, that's how billionaires respond. The, the richer people, the richer, more powerful and influential people are, the shorter their emails. That's how it goes. And that, this was like a couple of words yeah totally mark
2: is definitely not like some ai
0: no it can't because i asked a specific question
2: actually Did, oh yeah which one of these pictures doesn't
0: have a stop sign in it is that would you asked it. that, that is it may ha- stop <laughs> uh, i this you're you're shattering an image here that this that meant something to me allow me to believe you just, I, you know what? I'm not this denying like when, it. This is like when you tell a kid that Santa Claus isn't real. Okay. It might, have been a, as, it might have been his assistant or whatever. Okay. It came from the, the Cuban. You, don't building. do this. You know, we're on a podcast. Don't do this in
2: public.
1: Yeah, exactly. Guys. Come on. I, I want to ask you a question about the, you mentioned the Chipotle and that you guys have gone together to Chipotle. I want to see how close you really are. When you get the chips together, is double dipping allowed? Can you double dip
0: the chip? Well, you're eating your own meal. No, if you're sharing chips, no, you, you don't heaven. share. You have your own bag. Come on. Okay. Don't ask ridiculous. Don't ask stupid. Questions. Do you not see the size of us? We are big hulking men.
2: Well, that's true. We're basically we are musk ox walking around in a restaurant. We, we think we're going to eat half a bag of chips and split <laughs> it.
0: Do we look like we share food?
2: No, definitely not. Question number seven, Dalton. Sure toothbrushes hairbrushes share beds never chips
0: never chips exactly
1: i'm picturing like a drink and like two straws one drink
0: paper straws one drink drink. that could be like did you hear what he did there Dalton? he did it again he said two (laughs) straws one drink he's trying to yes
2: that's fresh back oh
0: kevin that's rich (laughs) it always goes back to that all
1: right we're gonna get through these 10 questions at some point dalton number seven what scares you
2: Oh, uh, here's a dilemma. Open water. I love the ocean and, and lakes and stuff. But if I'm by myself, something's definitely going to eat me when I'm in it. Mm.
1: Number eight, Joe. Mm-hmm. Outside of anything wrestling related, what's something that's
0: on your bucket list? <sighs> Ooh. Um, I Matt, I'm going to get in trouble saying this my girlfriend will not like this answer but i really want to have an mma fight i don't know why i just do okay that's a bit nuts isn't it
2: no punching people's fun getting punched is a different story
1: well you've got the amateur wrestling background i think that could probably help you in the
0: mma world that i have never thought about that that is I ca- You're right. Yeah, I know. I know. I, I <laughs> amaze myself. Sometimes.
1: Question number nine, Dalton, if you could have a conversation with any person living or dead, who would it be?
2: Living or dead? Maybe the original Chuck E. Cheese. You know, I, I don't know how I communicate with a mouse who uh, serves pizza and plays video games. But uh, I'd love to know more about him and uh, and why he always wears a really nice tuxedo or mm. circus outfit or, you know, just really everything that goes into that pizza he makes. Gotcha. Is he alive or dead? I, I don't know. Um, I, th- I, I don't know. I think he's an energy. Yeah. Maybe
1: there's been more than one Chuck
2: E. Cheese. I don't know.
1: Like the yeah, uh, never mind. I okay. remember when I
0: was at school, people thought there was like people thought there was like multiple canes, other than like fake cane. They were that's like, exactly what I was going to say. I was there's gonna there's, there's that, been so. ten canes. There's been ten canes. <laughs>
2: Do you guys want to know the the truth behind that answer? I, Go for it. I I had literally just picked up my phone and saw have that you Chucky been cane. D- Sorry, I beat I beat cane. Yeah. No, have
0: you been cane? Were you one of the ten canes?
2: Yeah, I I feel like you're not allowed to continue wrestling until you get to play the part of cane. It's a rite of passage. You'll be Kane someday. You think? Uh, Chuck E. Cheese was just trending on Twitter. So that's where I went that route. Uh Uh Sorry, guys. He's not a real person. Not a real mouse. Not really into it. Actually, he's terrifying. I don't don't want nothing to do with that mouse.
1: (laughs) All right. Question number 10. Joe, other than your entrance music, what's the best entrance theme performed by a wrestler?
0: The rock 2003 heel music
1: he sings his oh, own music Go, sexy boy Shawn michaels
0: no it's not even in the same league as the rock 2003 heel music reason being honestly i'm not being funny put that that goes with anything and this is why i think it's amazing i was i believe it was jim johnson that done this is what's so genius about it right is we were doing like a kind of a live stream on twitch or whatever just having a bit of a laugh and if you put that music against movie trailers it works perfectly I think that that song has been reverse engineered to function the full version to function like a movie trailer and that was the Hollywood rock era and I just think that amount of thought that went into that and fact is awesome as well that to me is like that right there summarize the character that's to me perfect entrance fair enough
1: well we've come to the end of ten questions we've come to the end of this podcast uh, Dalton, Joe, thanks so much for joining me today. This was uh, a lot of fun, at least for me. Hope you guys uh, had some fun doing the show today. It was awesome. Mm.
0: A little bit. I'm impartial. Well, I guess my enthusiasm, balanced by his lack of impartialness, balances out to having fun. Yeah. All right. Well, definitely glad I woke up early.
1: Early. It was like midday. But that's another There's point. no
2: rules in quarantine. That's true.
1: All right. Well, thanks, everyone, for listening today. Uh, keep it locked into ROHWrestling.com and ROH's social media channels, at Ring of Honor on Twitter, Facebook.com slash Ring of Honor on Facebook. For news of when and where, future episodes of the ROH Strong Podcast will be available. Stay safe, everyone. Hey, Kevin. Where did you work before ROH? Uh, That's not important, I don't like to brag. Stay safe, everybody, and let's all be ROH strong.
0: This week on Ring of Honor Wrestling, a feature of Dalton Castle and his partner, Joe Hendry. There you go. And then should we do
2: a little soundbite of like some promo of ours? Joe, we gotta wrestle a match.
0: No, it should be now. See the until now, hear the audio of when Kevin pitched this angle to his boss. Go for it, Dalton. Go for it.
2: I'm gonna bring up more <laughs> pornography things on this <laughs> podcast when I interview Joe in Dalton.
0: Oh. No, no, I meant I meant when he was in New York. Oh. New York
2: oh, I work for
0: WWE. <laughs> so I'm no, no. smart. <laughs> I, I, I no, not him. His boss. The iconic, oh. boss impression.
1: I popped the territory. He's
2: gonna, he's gonna puke.
1: <laughs> All right, just come on now. This is better stuff than we're actually getting on the podcast. So You're
2: fired. <laughs>